What is popular? Popular is Paramount, home to Yellowstone, the most watched TV show on TV, South Park, the top animated cable series, Top Gun Maverick, the biggest movie in America last year. And with countless hits like Tulsa King, Paw Patrol, RuPaul's Drag Race, and NFL on CBS, Paramount delivers popular content to everyone across TV, streaming, and more. Visit Paramount.com for more. Welcome to the Ankler Podcast. This is Sean McNulty from the Wake Up Newsletter here at the Ankler. Uh, joining me today are Janice Min and Richard Rushfield from Los Angeles, as am I. I can uh, almost reach out and touch Richard, although he's asked me not to. So uh, we'll leave that where it is. Nice to see you both in person. Nice to see you. Thanks to having me. Have friend, thanks for having me in Los Angeles. Welcome to Hollywood, Sean. Thanks for the rain, Richard. Um, that's very. I assume you delivered that for me. Uh, a proper LA greeting for remind you uh, make it feel like home. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, remember to follow the Ankler on the socials at the Ankler. Uh, that's the same across all platforms. And subscribe to the Ankler at theankler.com to get all of our newsletters and podcasts. We are recording here on our Friday morning this week, the weekend of Oscars, which we'll get to in a moment. Uh, but this is the week of Jenna Ortega, Richard. Really, you know, we have uh, <laughs> SNL tomorrow night. We have uh, Scream right. Six in theaters uh, as uh, as of today, and uh, potential Beetlejuice two uh, casting call that's uh, been and, out there. And she kicked off the week by uh, announcing that she had saved Wednesday, right? That, uh, <laughs> Was that the that, gist that, of that? that from these terrible scripts that the writers had given her? And uh, she stepped in and uh, eliminated the love triangle that would have destroyed her character um so i did a piece a couple months ago about uh advice for jenna about a month ago, month ago yeah, yeah advice for jenna ortego uh, uh, a, a star who's sort of on the cusp of greatness Definitely. or it could just be a flash from the pan and um insulting the writers of your show um and talking about uh how incompetent they were and how you saved the show what wasn't one of my uh, on, my, on my list that of like ideas you would her, say yeah. richard i, I would say that no. <laughs> no one that's not worked for anybody before richard um you know you can look to the career of katherine heigl who was uh very uh vocal about how she saved uh gray's anatomy i believe uh from from the terrible writers and uh how she how 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 she, She's on suits, I think. Uh, I don't I have no idea yeah. what she's doing. Uh, yeah, so. no. Uh, okay. But yeah, it's you know, uh, and she immediately, you know, she's on SNL this week, and uh, that was one of the promos I, I you know was reading about oh. her rewriting the scripts for SNL. And she was already on it, which is how <laughs> fast this social media stardom right. loop goes these days. I mean, she couldn't have had a better time to be on SNL, I guess, to kind of like. You know, uh, I got it. Sorry, whatever. In the back in the tube. Yeah, to kind of like acknowledge, like, yeah, all right, probably not the smartest you know thing to do here. So she's, wow. uh, we'll see what. Yeah. All so. that said, it's it it's good to have a a star that sort of it's everybody's exciting. talking about. She, yeah, opening a movie and she's in a big show and, uh, and doing SNL just like they did in 1979 or <laughs> way back. And and new casting news as a Beetlejuice two movie with Tim Burton that she's you know an early talk so she's circling circling the yes. Yeah, Exactly. Say. Choose, choose your uh, term of choice. So uh, more to come there for sure. Uh, that's, of course, over at Warner Brothers, who uh, little news today or, new, or not news, I guess, is, you know, for their big HBO Max relaunch, they're 
not raising the prices, uh, apparently, according to Bloomberg. Although there's going to be a premium tier at $20, Janice, which I'm sure you'll be signing up for. And what does the premium tier get? Uh, well, for, you know, if your vision's going, you get higher resolution, I think, was, was one of the mm-hmm. things listed. But, uh, not, not a lot of details on what the 20 bucks a month premium, uh, extra version will get you. Huh. Do you get so, to watch it at, at David Zaslav's Homes Theater? Yeah, you get the monthly invite theater. Uh, to watch the latest uh, HBO series uh, at uh, David Zaslav's house. Yeah, so uh, we will more details to come in mid, uh, mid-April, which uh, David Zaslav already announced. That'll be coming. The full details about that. But um, no name yet. Uh, I mean, I, you know, uh, even, the, even the Bloomberg piece went with Max on, you know. Max. Uh, so I think that's <laughs> Nothing else has emerged from the ether at this point, as far as I've heard. So we'll go with that. And, uh, and just the note globally, which I wrote about in the wake up this week. So good. Yeah. It's been incredible. The Cinemax name is, is what survives from all, from all of this. Someone who, uh, relaunched that brand at HBO. Uh, I have a very strong affinity for Cinemax. And we always, (laughs) when the HBO Max name came out and we were like, Oh, but we called it Max internally. You know, that's what it was called. Max, you know, was the shorthand for it. And we were like, H- they literally combined HBO and Cinemax into wow. the name at the time. Not in- not intentionally, but by de facto. I didn't, kind of, I'd never made that. And now it's and now one Max. And now Cinemax has one out all, all these years later <laughs> as the name of the product, the future of the company. I, I the, always, when HBO Max came out, I, to me, it sounded like a feminine hygiene product. <laughs> oh, that really, it sounded that, like that HBO was getting its period. Oh, but, oh you're oh. right, Maxim. Okay, I got <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, we'll, all right. We'll move on from we'll that. We'll move on. We got it. Yeah. Totally. Why don't they rebrand the whole thing uh, TBS? <laughs> Everything could be TBS uh, now. Or, or was it Superstation? Uh, super, the oh, Superstation. Yeah. Super, yeah. That's, that's, I'd watch a Superstation. Bring that back. Maybe they're super, super, super Streamer. I don't know. Whatever. Super yeah. Streamer. Yeah, exactly. All these ideas are free uh, at Warner Brothers Discovery if you'd like to use them. We relinquish all uh, claim to them, I think, is what we're fair to say. Absolutely. We just want a free subscription to the ad tier, of course. Uh, so, also... Bob Iger returned to the stage uh, yesterday at a, at a conference. Um, he, of course, had his earnings call uh, about a month ago by now, which is which is first public comments, really. Um, uh, Richard, did you read kind of up to speed there? I mean, you know, a, yeah, a few things I mean, come he, out of it. I mean, he he, he seemed to come uh, loaded with platitudes and uh, and and lots of. He he believes that they should do good things and they should they should uh, definitely. Okay, you miss I I I'm not saying you misread the comments. I'm, <laughs> I'm saying we had a different interpretation. Janice, what did you have? Uh, well, Counterpoint. This is good. We never had a lot of point counterpoint here. It's true. nice. This is good. It's true. I think that uh, he laid out a some pretty uh, pretty dire circumstance over the next you know the coming months where, um, you, you know. I wouldn't feel great if I were at Hulu, maybe, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and uh, I wouldn't feel great if I were working on a Marvel movie that had a, what I think, did he call it a third or fourth? Third or fourth. If you're, whoever's writing the fourth <laughs> Ant-Man <laughs> film is probably not she, feeling that great today. Uh, maybe, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm be around for a while. I think, as we've said, like he set, he set something in motion in the first reign and now is here to wind some of that back or a lot of that back. Yeah, I think you probably prefer dial it in in a sense where like, all right, 2019 was when he launched, you know, yeah. the streaming. Then it's like, okay, it's three, three. We've learned a lot, and not a lot has changed in the strategy from when he launched, or in his mind, yeah. since he launched it. Uh, he learned the pricing, which which Chapek already was the one who was raising the prices there. So yeah. you know, to be fair on that, um, the theme parks was another one that yeah. he's dialing or wants to make it 
a little more uh, affordable. Friendly. Know, friendly. I mean, that's the word. Yeah. I was going say affordable wasn't the word he used, but yeah. 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 Consumer friendly in terms of the pricing that maybe uh, Chebek got a little zealous about there. Um, but one of the things that stood out to me certainly was, you know, having conversations with the, you know, creators about. Hey, here's your new. Bu- essentially, here's your new budgets. So we're not canceling your shows, or your but you're going to have to do them for this number, which I think is a, a theme I've been hearing a yep. bit about from showrunners and stuff. It's not that maybe the volume's going down, but you're having less money to do what didn't, you used didn't to he do. Make a comment that everyone's been so delighted to have. <laughs> yeah, the conversation. I don't know if delighted was the word, but it was definitely <laughs> like they were on board. On like board, you know, yeah. yeah what, uh, which I guess if that's your only option, <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, sure. Right. <laughs> Sorry, Bob, I'm going to pass. Right, uh, you it's know, bad or yeah. nothing. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I thought the comment about Hulu having undifferentiated un- content from the other streamers, right, and, and not specific. It, I guess in enhancing Disney, it was, was that the implication? Yeah, I mean, all of the above about gen- comments about general entertainment, for, it all fell in the lines of yeah, undifferentiated, and that's he, you know, talked around it. But it, as you said, if you're working at Hulu, it's like in originals, it's like okay, there's probably going to be ABC. You know, I wrote today, like it's probably you know, FX. John Landgraf got more responsibilities recently, so I think you know he's seen as the leader there. And Circuit Richard, you know, I I, I hear in all this, uh, you know, they. You know, look out Hulu and look out Marvel and Star Wars. We got to be concerned about it, and all these places that uh, that that got to be concerned and do it better. I don't hear any plan to do things better, other than uh, fiddle with the pricing and um, and cut costs a little. I don't. I don't. I, there wasn't like we've made this deal with this great director. Okay, but I I. I... Again, disagree with you, Richard Rushfield. I think that, like, I think what he was saying is what the whole sort of uh, theme of the year is, which is we're going to do better, better things, not more things, right? And I and I was with, I had dinner last night with someone extremely very senior in the music industry, um, who was saying that it is impossible to, similar to Hollywood, it is impossible to break a new artist now, Um, and it's in the same way that you can't have a show like almost nothing breaks through, Mm. and it is just. Like, as you've said, Richard, over and over, like the too much stuff era, it's just too much and costing a huge amount of money. Um, so. Okay. So what, what is, what are the bigger, the, 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 the things they're going to do uh, less and bigger of then? It's well, still, that- it's, it's the ankler rule. Number one, just make hits. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, exactly. Uh, the thing is that, you know, they've had, I mean, uh, you know, the dropout was a hit. They, you know, it's not like they haven't, it's just a different, but it has to hit. Look, he said he, we're cutting $3 billion of spending. So he has to find money that things have to go away. Yeah. Even the things that did work, we're just not going to, we don't need to do that to be successful in the businesses that no, we have. I don't want, I like, I loved Fleischman is in trouble. Or that too, exactly. I, I mean, right. And I loved the dropout and I do not want those things to go away. Right. But, it like, sounds like. It sounds like. <laughs> I better well, download but them. no, but all right. Well, I mean, also, I, and he did mention he. Uh, it was rumored a little while ago, but he, he said it himself. You know, be coming back to uh, an arms dealer, which <laughs> Tony Vincent did not. He gave us a different take on that. We'll get to that in a minute from our from our conference. But uh, it was, was strategic. What did you remember? Hollywood strategic seller. Tr- yes, it'd be a strategic seller. Anyway, yes, <laughs> selling to other streamers and, and networks and things like that. Returning because Bob. And Iger instituted that policy back in the launch of Disney Plus and that bringing everything back in-house. Yeah. And when you do that, you're losing money by selling it to other people. So I think what may happen with some of these projects like this is that they may still produce them, 
but they're going to sell them. Following to in the footsteps of David Zaslav. And everybody, and the way the business they, used to work. It's just right. back to these fundamentals that were thrown out the window in this, you know, kind of march toward streaming numbers that these things work. And if it doesn't work for us, we have great executives, we have great product. Let's make money off of it versus keeping it in house where maybe it doesn't work right. as hard for us. Have right. you ever seen this uh, episode of The Simpsons where Homer, they're looking for a parking spot in this massive parking lot? And they are driving around forever, and they they end up having to go so far to find a parking spot, but they end up parking at a spot right outside their house like, <laughs> with a chain link fence. And it's a little bit the same thing, right? Like, I feel like one of the themes of this streaming conference right, we had, so this, yes. and we'll get to it, yeah. was that, like, you heard a lot of people talking about, like, we are just... We've, we've done this adventure, and we're kind of returning to some traditional... Ways to make money. No, I think that's a great segue. So we had uh, the... If I may dedicate the segment just past to uh, super listener Sarah, who suggested at our our conference to me, gave us a note that we should argue more. Oh, wow. Well, see, I already did argue with you. See, we got in the same room. See, this is what happens. There you go. It's magic. Uh, There you go. I I think it was Sarah's note uh, that... uh, So that one goes out to you, Sarah. There you go. (laughs) Making dedications now, too. I like it. The new new addition to the Angler podcast. Uh, So, yes, we had our next stream event this week in... Extreme Global. Uh, next Stream Global events. Uh, NX Stream Genesis. All right, don't. all right, all right. In, in partnership with Advertising Week, it was great, great to work with, and, and great to finally and UTA, who, and UTA, we, who we, we UTA, uh, hosted us, and people were like who hadn't been to the UTA campus were like, this is so beautiful. <laughs> I'd never been personally. I mean, it was, it, that was nice, it but was very, uh, it was, it's quite lovely. The, the agency business isn't too bad these days. Is that, no, uh, is that no, where, okay. No. Yeah. I think that's what, you know, that whole like arms race and we'll get back to that term, that whole arms race around like who has the nicest offices. If you're an agency right. is both like, if you're a client, you would be like, this is where my money's going. This is where the packaging fees went. But you're also like, oh, they can make me a lot of money. It right? does uh, exude success. Someone working out of their Chevy does not uh, <laughs> inspire <laughs> confidence. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, Janice, sorry, so what stood out with with your conversation with Jeremy for you since okay. you since you did it? Yeah, well, since yes, so Jeremy was like, I mean, I gotta say, the guy came to play. I was, you know, I think whenever in interviews, particularly at the CEO level, happen, they're People are typically really cautious. You're very managed. You can't ask this. You can't ask that. And we had none of that. And uh, what I think the most surprising thing to me about Jeremy was, was that he, um, he is team WGA about around the strike. And he was pretty vocal about uh, the need for back end reform. Um, and let's not forget, just a few years ago, there was a WGA action that had every agent in town cursing the WGA. Um, it was very toxic. Uh, back- which was the end of packaging, the essentially. End of packaging, right. which, is, which, which has been the bread and butter of these agencies. Right. And eventually um, a lot of writers left their agencies. And it, some came back. Some came back, but there was a big yeah. period of, you know, loss uh-huh. of business and why they, why, that, why they were so, you know, yeah. up, upset with the WGA about yeah, that. Yeah. I, you know, I think. Uh, he was, I mean, he's really one of the few leaders who I've heard speak out to this extent about um, about the upcoming strike. And I think Richard and his ongoing, you know, countdown to the abyss, which Jeremy thought was a little dramatic. But, but he himself... Countdown to the tooth, toothache, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
uh, he said, like, this has just got to give this uh, situation in town where writers are not fairly compensated. He talked about mini rooms. He talked about um, span protection span protections. Right. Um, he talked about uh, these episode orders of just like eight episodes, but you're held hostage for, for months on yeah, end. And, yeah. And that the ability to make money um, is just has been deeply eroded by people in the industry. Um, and I, so I was, I was uh, impressed that he took a stand in a town when people don't really take stands at that level. Yeah. Um, he also uh, talked about, I found his comments about stardom really interesting. Um, right. You would ask him, how do you, essentially, how do you build a star in the modern uh, uh, social, social media uh, era here and lack of it where movies are, at a precarious place and things like the traditional yeah. methods that were done are, are falling well, not to the wayside, but yeah. they're not having their best moment. And yeah. I asked him about that comment that, you know, Leonardo <laughs> <Right>. DiCaprio <laughs> to Timothy, Timothy Chalamet comment of, uh, don't do hard drugs, right. uh, and don't wear tights, <laughs> right. no, for, meaning don't do superhero movies to which Jeremy answered, <laughs> I don't, I've never worn tights or <laughs> put on a cape. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, exactly. but he, he was really, uh, like really candid about you know about stardom and how to get there and how to maintain it um really smart comment so i hope you listen to his conversation um and then i thought another interesting comment he made was about just the representation business and uh, maybe made a slight dig at wme in this right when he talked about um you know unlike other agencies in town like they are they are a representation business they intend to be a representation business and um, and that, and you've seen that with the acquisitions they've made in the past few years, they are buying other agencies, other agencies. Yeah. yeah they're not buying, um, sports leagues. Yeah. Right. Not, yes. Not the second bull riding league or whatever. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but, um, what am I missing from that conversation? He said, it's so much great stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, all uh, amazing points. Um, I mean, you know, listen right. to the podcast. Well, and find, the pod, yeah, yeah. Exactly. There's well, a lot more there's to get more. into, certainly. Uh, and he did talk about, like, you asked, you know, would you buy something, acquisitions, and he really got into what, you know, because that's essentially going, you know, going public, things like that. How does he think about yes. the future of, of UTA and where does he see it going and things like that, too, which were, yeah. he really yeah. got into. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, and then, you know, but I think, and then maybe it's a good time to talk about Tony Vincicara's right. conversation, too, the CEO of Sony Pictures Entertainment. They were both. I believe they both made the same comment that, you know, streaming, the existing streaming economy is unsustainable. Right. Um, and, and Iger made this point as well. Uh, yes. during his as well was like, you know, there's six or seven of them. All of this, all of this goal of becoming profitable and yep. attracting millions of subscribers, like it's not going to happen, which is kind of very similar to what Tony was yeah. uh, saying. Yeah. And so Tony, um, uh, Tony, who, you know, got a laugh from the audience when he said he does not want he doesn't want Sony to be called the arms dealer anymore right. the seller to the studios and for those <laughs> to the streamers and for those who aren't aware Sony does not have its own major streaming service they have two niche streaming services Crunchyroll which is for anime and Pure Flix which is for Christians or uh, I guess you know maybe yeah, Christian program Christ- faith programming faith, faith programming. programming and um uh and but they they've developed this incredibly lucrative business by being the, you know, arms dealer or as Tony calls it, Hollywood strategic seller. <laughs> and um uh and so he talked about that. He said they have the best pay one deal in history with their deal at Netflix. Um but at the same time he said, you know, he talked about how he had been on the board of Pandora and had uh worked at TPG, the um private equity, massive private equity company. And he said that in looking at uh, paid subscriber, paid streaming economics for music, and I think he was applying this to all paid streaming, there is just the, the, the 
you know, hamster wheel you have to get on to keep growing just grows your costs at such a high level that making money becomes nearly impossible. And so he said, you know, for the seven big streamers, um, we are going to see a consolidation because the the system cannot maintain itself this yeah. way. So yeah. um, I thought that was great. But just while we're, since it's Oscars week, he also talked about um, the snub of um, what the woman King yeah. and like, he loves that movie. And he talked about how hard that production was and you know, what happened that morning when they found out the movie had um, not been, not gotten what he believed was its fair due. Then he also talked about being in business with Will Smith and right. um, bad boys Four and, um, and he had watched the Chris Rock special <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> and saw yeah. all, you know, saw Chris Rock's comments, but um, I, I respected the fact that he answered all those questions. Yeah. So he, he, I mean, he very well spoken and very free, you know, free speaking and didn't seem like he was, you know, you kind of feel that moment with some people and he was very much just candid about what was happening and what, you know, things. Yeah. You know. No, he wasn't like a, a mealy mouthed executive, which I think <laughs> you sometimes, and all, sometimes can happen. Sometimes can happen. Yeah. So, um, uh, I think it's, I think it's interesting. So, so he says the streaming, uh, the, the, the streaming era is unsustainable and Bob Iger said it and, uh, or else the, the people who haven't said it are, uh, Tim Cook, Andy Jassy, and uh, Ted Sarandos, <laughs> right. the people who run the run the new the new streamers, and it's so it's as we come up on the on the guild negotiations, are they all going to still stand? To, right, they are all members of you know the studios yeah, uh, but, organization. But the, the legacy studios, in theory, could break away and and do a separate deal with it with without them. Or well, I thought uh, worth noting that both. Jeremy and Tony said from the stage that neither one of them can get any data out of Netflix and yeah. like oh every exact yeah there's I no mean, like, like mystery there's, behind yeah, there's, no, there's no secret you know, drive that gets dropped to yeah. uh, the heads of studios and, and, that, like, that, you know. and you know uh, Jeremy was very clear about how that impacts his ability to make deals for his people and like I mean the level of frustration is so high yeah with you know everybody. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's but again. If I was Netflix, why would you give your you know you're in a deal negotiation? It's your competitor. Why would you give your competitor? Right. <laughs> I mean, they don't have to. Uh, they just give them money, and it's like that's been the trade off. And now you are where you are, and you you know you can make changes a little bit here and there, but you can't you know. Yeah, I mean, as long as people keep taking the money, uh, right? Why not? But the 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 whole premise of. Uh, of of the streaming world is well you know we can just give them money instead of instead of instead of data instead of being nice to our employees instead of or residuals uh, residuals we'll just we're just giving them money and it's you know money money has a cost actually it's like money money's not free to just so they they are paying a premium on every employee they hire and every uh deal they do because they're they want to do it this this the streaming way and at some point maybe it's actually not that not that much more expensive to 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 share this stuff and you know the point of residuals is that people defer are Payment. deferring payments uh and they become partners in their their success which <clears throat> actually makes them work a little harder a little more incentivized and and and, and want, maybe want to make a series that will last uh lots of seasons instead of just take my check and get me out of here right yeah. here's your show and thanks a lot you know yeah besides yeah. which uh the idea that entertainment can survive without a feedback loop is just insane. It's just, right. it is just insane. Like the, 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 since, you know, 
ancient Greece um, and the you know the 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 the, the, the theater productions that Euripides and uh, everyone competed they they had an annual uh, con- play playwright that those great uh, plays you love Medea and everything come out of the annual play uh, playwriting contests there yeah uh, and everything and 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 since the 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 painters of uh, of, of France the Bella Epoque they had a they had an annual show that they got that 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 uh, they got the the audience response from the the idea that you can have you can be producing tons of uh, programs and the and that the creators of it will get no response no response of to how well it's done and how well yeah it's received in part or in whole and that that and that somehow you're going to improve and find a you know, entertainment has to grow. It has to improve on itself. Forgive my rant, but, uh, <laughs> but, but uh, well, no. And also, you know, in a world where you're making well, not 600 shows or even 300 shows, most of them ain't being watched. Uh, you know, like so. There's not like it's like I maybe <laughs> like the the data if you got it back wouldn't be that great. And you know, uh, it's you know, there's a thing where you have streaming minutes and things like that that we get out there, but you're you know, take it as you will. But for Wednesday. You're being told something, yeah. sure, because you know. But for that series that wasn't came and went in a week, and I'm like, yeah, probably assume nobody really watched that. I, I there is a somewhat of a metric of it's not a great one, but you know, uh, for the volume of content we've gotten into, where it's not just like 50 shows across four networks on broadcast TV, and there's you know bottom 10, but the middle or th- you know 30 are fine, and then you have top 20 hits. You know, put that scale up to 600, and, the, and most show, you know it's just and the a, shows that aren't watched, the creators, what what do they take away? What do you do from that? Exactly take, right. right. Should I should this show have been more have romantic? Worked? Should you know? Yeah. Is it just right. that it didn't get featured right on, was in it the not algorithm? Promoted or? exactly. Yeah. Like what, the, what's the? They, yeah. have, they have no idea, and 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 the whole entertainment can't just be the same. It's, it's not just throwing stuff against a wall right. eternally. It's like it builds yeah. on itself. And that's kind of you know the theme that I took away, or that you know this just this great rationalization is kind of what. I feel like we're in right now where, you know, yeah, doing this stuff that was being done, we all were looking around, like shrugging our shoulders, like, uh, I guess this may seems to be making sense. The stock prices are going up. Subscriber numbers are going up this, you know, there's a three or four year period where, you know, sure. $300 million to that per Yeah. That sounds like a reasonable, like we're all like, um, you're making that back. How, uh, you know, and I feel now this, this has been the year of like all these things are like, you know what, that old way we used to do it. That made a lot of sense. Why did we throw that out? You know, and I think that's kind of been what we're hearing between the lines. A lot of these comments is like, maybe we should start not making 600 shows a year because of that reason of things just get lost. Things do back to Fleischman's in trouble. Things do need this promotional thing. You know, like this is the, there's a reason these things get made. And, you know, you still look at, I used to work at HBO, but HBO, why does HBO still in the conversation? Because they don't, they never up the volume. I mean, I mean, HBO max aside, but the HBO brand, consistently has created new phenomenons over the past, you know, launch new shows with shows that are well marketed and with talent that knows, you know, uh, proven talent knows what they're doing, you know, um, Um, Let's, let's let's talk about your conversation with Tom Ryan. Well, that's a, yeah. Yeah. Speaking uh, of rationalization. Yeah. He was, um, yeah, see, he's, he is CEO of Paramount streaming, but I thought that, so, you know, part of the whole streaming narrative of today is the, um, the growth and excitement over fasts, which fast are, service, you know, yes, free, yeah. advertising supported, supported television. Now that yeah. advertising is back, um, <laughs> now advertising's hot again. Yeah, yeah exactly. But um, I thought it was the an anecdote that stuck with me was uh, he founded Pluto. 
Right. And co-founder of Pluto. Yeah. He had a funny story about that. Well, yeah. So, you know, we certainly covered that era of his career and, you know, this is back in 2014 and I just, you know, kind of going through the narrative about how that, you know, got built and got launched. He did it, you know, independently. It wasn't part of a studio and things like that. And, you know, and he went around with that idea of, you know, uh, live, essentially live, live streaming TV ad supported at the time, this is the era, the ascended time of Netflix and these streaming services, and tried to get funding, and the, I think it was rejected by a hundred times. I think yep. was that the number I think you yep. threw out, you know, by VCs who were just saying, "Nope, that's a dumb idea," yep. you know. And cut to six years later, he you know sells it, or five years later, he sells it to uh, to Viacom or Paramount uh, for three hundred and forty million, wow. and it's now clearing one point one billion dollars a year, you know. Wow. Um, so it's this notion of conventional wisdom, Janice, about that doesn't work anymore. These things, you know, uh, nope, well, that's he said, been... he said people were making fun of it as TV on the internet. <laughs> right. right? You know, which yeah. is, which is, I, I'm rewatching Silicon Valley right now, which is like this. That's how Russ Hanneman made his money. Do you remember that character? Oh, the, yes. Of course, and Chris Russ Hanneman yeah. did radio on the internet and <laughs> sold it to AOL. And it's a constant um, punchline throughout the whole series. Right. But... Which has also got how Mark Cuban made his money, by the way, if yes, you go back I, to broadcast.com. Well, isn't, isn't Russ Hanneman based uh, a little bit? Of uh, you know, Cuban? you can make, you can make some comparisons perhaps. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know if it was directly influenced, but uh, Trace Comas. Trace Comas, yes, of course, yes, the tequila. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I just said that, you know, but the fundamentals of the, why did it work? Because there was a need, there's a white space, and you found an idea, and it's fundamental, advertising supported, and you have, you know, it's not going to support these. And and Fox turned down some massive offer for Tubi recently. Didn't that come out? And Fox, yeah, exactly. Tubi was the other competitor. So it's just this things that are rational, like it's just because it's not the cool thing or the hip thing. It's oh, like it these was things so can funny. Work. Tom t- said on stage they've launched a Rocky channel. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I mean, all Rocky movies all the time. Well, that's okay. We will talk about this more maybe on another show, but like that the whole everyone just wants, it's so hard to discover new things. All everyone yep. wants to do is watch things they know and are comfortable with already. Just flip something on. It's the, yeah. the classic sit in your Barco lounger, click your yeah. clicker out, and uh, <laughs> you know, that hasn't gone away in this age of people watching things I mean, on their people phones. People are and, watching My Three Sons on Freebie and like Bewitched. Yeah. Like, I don't want to watch those, but I mean, <laughs> but, I, but, but there I, are people who do, are, yeah. and it's you know, it's and it, but back to that library, library. it's as valuable. That's like there's always value in this stuff when you create value right. with marketing and promotion and creating these things. There's long term value here that can be, you know, that can be brought forward out of this stuff for years to come, and not just you know, flash for three weeks on Netflix and you'll never be heard from again or be removed into the ether of uh, wherever these these shows go. So, well, back to Richard's feedback loop. Uh, the movies still have it at the box office, Richard. So uh, we will get to your Oscar thoughts since you will be there on Sunday. Uh, yes. But first, a quick message uh, from a kind sponsor. What do Star Trek, SpongeBob SquarePants, and Survivor have in common? They're all part of Paramount's diverse portfolio of popular content. From NCIS, the most watched series on broadcast, and Young Sheldon, the top comedy on TV, to movie franchises like Scream and culture-defining events like the BET Awards, Paramount delivers popular content to everyone, everywhere. Popular is Paramount. Visit Paramount.com for more. So, Richard, Sunday night, you will be at the Oscars. Are you a member of the security task force? Did they enlist you on that, or uh, what are you... Uh... I, will be, I, I will be guarding the stage, okay. uh, looking for anyone making any sudden moves. All or, right, uh, Richard's on it, everybody. Or if, if, they, if, they're, if they look at a presenter uh, cross-eyed or something. They give I'm, you a badge or something, right? I give think them your a... scowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just give them the look, Richard. That's uh, it. I, 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 I will be enjoying the show from uh, Balcony 75. There you go. Uh, and, of course, uh, Janice will be watching The Last of Us finale on HBO. No, I'm just kidding. I 
I mean, uh, it, it, let's talk about that one second. That, the, sure. that there was a day, like not that long ago, where you would never put up against the Oscars, like your big show, right? right. Or, or, I mean, it kind of owned the night, and now like HBO is like, eh. <laughs> we'll put up we'll put up the finale of the last of us i mean it's it, in their defense it is the it's the ninth week it is the ninth you know they went up against the super bowl as well but they're not i haven't read that they the super bowl they gave it they put up on friday on hbo max early oh. and they're i don't i've not read that they've done that today to mitigate any competing uh audience erosion i'm gonna guess that the last of us audience skews uh a little younger than hbo's typical and oscar's Perhaps skews, uh, you know. In what are you the, saying about the ABC audience, Richard? Yeah. Uh, I don't <laughs> broadcast know. The average show? age of Abbott Elementary is sixty on ABC, but it's wow. about forty on Hulu. So. And uh, the average age of an Oscar viewer is, uh, <laughs> or Oscar is, voter, uh, yeah. uh, you know, either or. Forget about that. Wow. <laughs> is uh, in that demo? Uh, yeah, I mean, the last of us, you know, they've been pulling in. I think it was uh, over eight million, or even more than that, the, the past week. So it's a formidable show, and the finale of that show is I mean, big. There's, there's three hundred million people in America. If 20 million of them watch the Oscars. It will be a fantastic hit. Uh, right. I mean, last year was about 16 million and yeah. change. That's so what that that's leaves, the comp right now. So that leaves about 280 million people that you could still <laughs> uh, try to try to market a show towards. Yes, there's audience out there. I like The Last of Us. Not that you asked. I, well, I did. I did a little. Maybe you will be watching it. I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm not going to watch it that night. Oh, you're going to. Yeah, we have friends over. We're going to watch the audience. You have a thing going on. Yeah. Okay. You're going to watch yeah. Richard in the audience. Okay. I will, I, I, trust me. I will not be able to eye spy Richard I, uh, without a telescope. Uh, <laughs> Lady Gaga will be there. Maybe you'll be seated next to her. Richard should not be performing, but she will be there. I, so I requested the, the, the seat next the to her. I'm sure they, they're considering that carefully. Taking your request. Um, you know, obviously, this is a podcast We're recording on Friday. This show is on Sunday, so uh, I'm not going to get too much into predictions. Everything everywhere seems to be it won all the awards last weekend, certainly. But, but Richard has a butt uh, on this. So I love that. I want to so, hear this. So if at, if at even money, I would put my prediction on everything everywhere. But it, it with the rank voting, um, there are people that really dislike it, I, I'll say. It's a, it, you know, it's a formally complicated um uh, film it's it's so there are people who love it there are people who who hate it i've heard lots of people complaining about it in the last week i think That's it's a little I. bit you know and envy but and the complainers true. if they put it in last place uh yeah as ranked voting that cancels works, right. that, that cancel you need two votes to uh to get there the, yeah whereas i think banshees is in everybody's mm-hmm. top three and huh. nobody's last place Okay. Wow. So give me right. give me odds, and I'll put my money. I, not at, at even money. I'd put it on everything. Right. Everywhere, but, the, but give me odds, and I'll I'll, I'll have to check I'd the Vegas book on, on that. Banshees. Yeah, I don't know what the Banshees. Uh, Banshees. Wow. There are odds on this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow. And what about Andrea Riseborough? Is she? Well, <laughs> will she be I, taking the stage? I I don't think it's going to be her night, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm sure she's she's on. She's to already be won. Yes. Uh, yes. Big bonus there. That's true. That's true. Um, but uh, I thought, you know, there was a story in the New York Times um, today about the Oscars. And uh, and then, you know, one of our one of someone who was in the audience of our um, streaming conference, Linda Ong, um, the chief executive of Cultique, uh, that advises companies on changing cultural norms, said people were still interested in the award shows winners and the things they had to say. But the problem for the Academy is that people don't feel the need to watch the show to be part of the conversation. They just watch clips on social so, Richard, but you think ratings are going to be up? 
I was, I mean, so this is the year the um, they they nominated the the two highest grossing movies of the, the one, year. The blockbusters are back, um, so you can't have that excuse that they yeah. didn't nominate movies that everybody's seen. They have nominated films that many people have seen. And okay, by but, and by recent state, I mean. Sid, everything everywhere made seventy million, which is which for, what, what did Nomad let? Yeah, uh, I mean two. whatever. ten times what you know. What, yeah, sure. So it, it's uh, it, so this this is the test of uh, well, do, do bigger films have, have yeah. the draw for TV? So I will say the Asians will come out to watch everything. And I say that as yeah. someone who is Asian, they will come <laughs> out to watch everything everywhere all at once. Um, and I think that. Um, but it's you know Sunny Bunch talked about this right um, our yeah. friend Sunny Bunch that uh, Avatar didn't catch on with that you know no one goes to a party and when and people are talking about Avatar even though it did extremely there well there is nothing cool about Avatar uh, it's 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 uh, except it's bank account except it's huge <laughs> except that everyone keeps going to see it exactly and, I, I mean, yeah, so, driving yeah. It, but yeah it's totally uncool and yet it's, uh, it's the biggest it's thing more, out there welcome okay, to America well, bigger than, lots of people would disagree with you on that point I mean bigger. Uh, Bigger than every other nominee combined. Uh, uh, yeah, probably. Well, I mean, yeah, Top Gun's next to one point five. You know, yeah. so yeah, you're you know, yeah, you're close. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So anyway, that that's so. My, but my prediction for viewership is up twenty uh, percent from last year. Whatever. So you're going about twenty million uh, ish on that. So that's Does that sound about. Uh, 1920? 18.2. 18.2. All right. You you got what you had? The Globes, the Globes one you had, right? Was that the one you, you I was, I was, I you were spot on for that? Yeah. So, all right. 18.2. 18.2. You heard it here first. You know, Richard is secretly like a romantic about these awards shows. He really, he's <laughs> going. Really, I, know, I know. I know. He really, even though, even though, um, I think you you know you were called out for being a grump in the Tony Vincicara <laughs> discussion on stage. You you actually have a very soft spot for this. Industry. I love old Hollywood. I love yes. the pageantry. I love the glamour. And from a cold hearted business standpoint, I matters. Repeat my little rant. Uh, Oscars play an enormously important part in uh, the the firmament of Hollywood. In that. The business of Hollywood is more than selling uh, movie tickets or shows. It is that it is attractive. Is that every billionaire and every CEO at some day in their life says, "You know what I should be doing, or you know what my computer company should be doing is making movies." And when they have that vision, what they see is themselves on stage, except they get Academy Award with the most beautiful people in the world. 2,000 of them all all staring up at them. Mm. And you take away that glamour. Uh, and, but, I mean, you look at the companies that are involved in Hollywood and sinking in tens of billions to it. And, uh, you know, Jeff Bezos was not a, not immune to the awards bug. And, and he's and, doing the uh, circuit a couple yeah, of years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I don't think Tim Cook is either. And uh, it's... Uh, uh, and, and you take away the glamour... Uh, and the excitement of uh, of this ad that's a that's a big part of Hollywood selling point. Yeah, no, you're, that's that's absolutely right. Um, and are you going to wear your hat? To the, <laughs> Richard is working on maybe they, a signature well, look. I don't know what the fam <laughs> what the family votes yesterday. They're the veto power. I I'm, feel like I'm here. going to an Oscar uh, party tonight where I will be wearing my hat. Uh, Jury's out how well it goes with a tuxedo. So this, so okay. just so people know, this is the so Richard in our Vanity Fair yeah, shoot sure. for uh, that, that covered Richard and profiled him. He was put in a fedora. 
And now he's maybe I've, I've committed to the character. Yeah, he's, it's, yeah, it's a little Matt Drudgeian, but um, <laughs> but Hollywood style. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll put a feather in it. I don't know. We'll figure something out. I'll wear a cowboy hat. How would that go over? Do it. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> all right. <laughs> you got to wear the chaps. You'll, you'll too. see <laughs> a little MAGA here in LA, and that might scare people. That may be a problem. Yeah. Uh, we'll say, listen, it's all about uh, acceptance. Or Yellowstone would be the main. Yellow, exactly. The Hello, it was the yeah. biggest show on all television. Right. Everybody's wearing we'll them. Yes, exactly. Yellowstone. All right. Well, we can wear it to uh, uh, Scream 6. We can go hang out with the 18 34 year olds at the theater, Richard. We, want to go, we can uh, see how it goes with them. Absolutely. Let's and do it. The, uh, see if they're upset that Jenna Ortega insulted her writers. Uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to even know what that it's all about. So, uh, anyway, uh, thank you for listening as always. Uh, you can, of course, follow us again at The Ankler and subscribe at theankler.com. Uh, I'll, of course, be wrapping up all of the Scream 6 numbers and all the box office on Monday in my wake up newsletter at The Ankler. Um, and we'll see you after the Oscars. Task force, so uh, we'll see you all next week. Thanks. He was fantastic. Um, and he let's let me just talk about some highlights from Jeremy Zimmer. Wow. It's a rain alert. No, missing, missing. Oh, Amber alert. Stop the podcast. Missing advice. Oh, my God. Wow. Does this happen a lot out here? <laughs> Endangered missing advisory. This is, uh, yeah, yes. It's, it's everything. This, this doesn't happen in New York, just FYI. No.